At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This episode of an unexpected podcast is dedicated to Ruth Louise turning one year old on June 25th. We love you, Scooter Hootie. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Lane. And I'm Ez. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda, and from the North Farthing in Gandalf's Pad. This week, we take a break and go back in time as we discuss an exciting announcement of the War of the Rohirrim and look ahead to the summer before us. As uh, how are you doing? How you been, man? Let's just get right into it. Um, it's summertime. We, we've got some awesome, awesome things planned. We're going to take a little bit of a break, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. How are you? What's going on in your life? What you got coming up, my brother? Yeah, well, uh, I got a couple things going on. First of all, by the way, the setup looks a little different back here because I cleaned this entire, like Gandalf's hut needed an absolute, like thorough cleaning. Okay. Deep and clean. I found, <laughs> I found socks in places you wouldn't imagine. I, uh, I mean, there were a sock. There were literally, there was some pretty crazy stuff up in here that needed clean. So I did that. I got that. You would have think during the pandemic, I could have got some cleaning done. But, I, you know, I said, ah, nah, we'll get it. We'll Save get it, it for a rainy time. day. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. So, so now I've been cleaning up because I'm getting ready for a big uh, uh, vacation. I still, so I still tutor in the summer and I gave probably like three or four ACTs last week. Uh, and I was just sort of, it has been crazy. And we had some real cool stuff going on. Uh, we've got yeah, some things yeah. that we're working on brewing with Cam and, and just little side jobs. Man. The end of the summer is looking real nice. Like we got a couple bigger projects we're going to uh, finish up then. Uh, uh-huh. You've got baby number four on the way. This is like really good stuff yeah. happening. You know, vacations, yeah. people getting married. Uh, yep. I don't know, man. It's, it's really cool. We've had great guests on the show. So S yeah. is in a really good place. I'm feeling like really good. I've just been busy. You know how you get like just... It's one thing after the other. And the things that you, you think about the major things, right? But then you're like, okay, like my sister got married. You know what I mean? Yeah, in the midst yeah. of all of this, <laughs> Come uh, on, big deal. Shout yeah. out, shout out to my sister who got married. Yeah, shout out and to Sarah. I went to this, like, such, it was a, you know, just a quick, very low maintenance, like, wedding. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, buddy, I just sat there, held Rachel, and mm-hmm. saw two people who were in love that just said, we just want to get a pair, say a few words in front of you, get married. We hope you That's support us. It. 
and roll on. I just thought it was beautiful. And yeah. yeah, and it was just, it was just, it's just kind of, um, it's crazy. I feel like, I feel like even though I have, you know, resigned from my job and moving mm-hmm. on to different things as we start into the next school year, I haven't stopped. It's been so busy. I don't even know what's going on here. I, I now I, I get I why Radagast yeah. and Gandalf are running around. You can't get anything done. You're just one wizard. I know. I know. What are you supposed to do? I know. I can't believe I, I was just talking to Sarah today. I was like, it's the end of June. Yeah. It's the yeah. end of June. Where did the month of June go? And so I totally I'm, I'm with you there. I feel I mean, I'm like, I feel exhausted. Um, but for all, you know, the end of the school year, I felt exhausted from just sheer like, um, uh, like lack of normalcy. But now I'm exhausted from just all these wonderful good things we're doing. We, you know, right. I, I think I talked about it last couple episodes. Well, when the girls met beautiful Kurt Jones, and lovely Michael Charles, they you know cried and didn't know how to interact and didn't warm up. And so I, t- I think I talked about the last couple episodes that one of the goals for this summer was to get the girls out to now that you know it's it's feels like it's back to normal pretty much like to go out and do things and to see people. So we have we've done something almost every day. We've gone to Clear Creek. We've gone to cousins. Um, uh, theater camp performances and baseball games. And we're going to see my grandparents tomorrow. And um, uh, we're going to go stop my old elementary school. We're going to be up up in, yeah. uh, up in the old North Farthing tomorrow. Just yeah. trying to find little things that, that they can get excited about that's out of the norm that we can do that, that will also make them uh, – I don't know. Just they, they've kind of been desocialized in a way, mm-hmm. and and yeah. they're very social. My girls are all very social. Winnie definitely, I think, more so than Charlotte. She's more introverted. She's more like me. Um, and so, but but to get them out and uh, like used to normal things has been has been very very exciting. So yeah, I'm I'm exhausted too for all the yeah. all the right reasons. So we got some vacations coming up. Yeah. Um, you're heading to. Do you want to have you, have you already said it? Where are you going? Where are you going Coast, for vacation? Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Pura so, vida, my pura yeah. vida. Twenties. Going, <laughs> going down to Costa Rica. Can't wait. Um, just going to be a fun little getaway, and um, yeah. And then I think after that, we're going to even take. I think we're taking like the month of July kind of off, unless mm-hmm. unless some other crazy news drops, and I need to hit you up True. on the fly. You know. True. But uh, we're gonna pick back up with the with the Hobbit. I think at the end of um, July, maybe that mm-hmm. last week, or maybe that first week of August, possibly. Yeah. I mean, think we, we still have a lot of yeah. We still have a lot of people catching up too. We, we're hearing yeah. from people all the time. We're like, hey, I'm just finishing Two Towers, just finishing Lord, just just finding the podcast. And so it is nice to take breaks every once in a while, um, so that we can, you know, like we have. I'm just telling. I'm, I'm like. It's wall to wall, man. It's wall to wall. Trying to get some of this stuff in and some things done and some projects that we're working on. So, well, um, yeah, it's the summer too. That's the thing. I mean, it like, is. Yeah. Like, like truly, you, you got to have time to recharge. The pandemic mm-hmm. was was I think rough on everybody, like you said with your kids. And so mm-hmm. I feel like it is. A, it's a good time, especially you know me and the heat. Okay, now here's here's something yeah. ironic, right? Wow. I don't do too. You're well. going to Costa Rica, <laughs> but but. It is rainy season down there, and I do like hey, the rain. So there we I'm, go. I'm bringing that rain jacket. That I was going to say you might get some good use out of that rain jacket after yes. all. Yes. Yep. Well, I mean, you're, of, of course you will seasonally here, but you know, on on your trip, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because yep. that one's got um, a hood, so I was like, I need I need the hood. For, you know, dude, you're going to be set. I'm you are in the rainforest. Set. Like it's not Merkwood, baby. I'm going. I don't even know what. No, you're what going would that be? You're going. I I don't know, dude. I don't know what, where are you? We have not. We have not. 
<laughs> maybe maybe in the show. Maybe that's what Loader on Prime. Maybe they're gonna I don't know reveal some of that. That's, that's why Tom Shippey you know, left. That's why. That's he left. why. That's why he left. He's like I don't know about these palm trees. Um, but hey, who knows where you know what's on the coast of Numenor? Something's got to be right. Um, yeah. So you're going to Costa Rica. I am. Uh, my family and I are going out to visit my um, uh, Sarah's uh, middle. Like, well, she's got three brothers. The the brother in the middle, he and his family live out in Iowa. So we're going out to Iowa, um, Ames, Iowa, actually, which will be pretty cool. Uh, do so. I did some. I remembered Elijah Wood being from Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think he's from. Uh, like Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, something like that. So I looked it up, and we are literally to get to. Uh, this is, I'm going to get a little creepy here in a second. To get <laughs> to where we're going, we go through his old hometown. Wow, he he grew up there until he was like nine or ten before he moved to Los Angeles to do you know acting and stuff. And here's where it gets really creepy. I was like, wow, I wonder like what what his parents did and stuff. So I looked some of this up. So long story short, his dad was working at a deli as recently as 10 years ago. Wow. There is a photograph. So if I don't know if you're if you're if you're weird like me and enjoy looking up really strange, I don't mean like inappropriate, I just mean strange things on the internet. Go right. look up Elijah Woods dad um uh, uh Cedar Rapids um uh no, I think it's actually uh Czech Village uh deli. And there's someone on Flickr who took a picture, and the caption is this guy who looks like an old balding Elijah Wood, kind yeah. of making a mm face with a sandwich on a counter. And this caption says, Elijah Wood's dad just made me a deli sandwich, and I'll be damned if it wasn't the best sandwich I've ever had in my <laughs> life. And I was uh, like, what? And so I, I was I was like, oh my gosh, could we now? We're not going to have time to you know go hunt down Elijah Wood's dad, nor would I want to do that. That's creepy. I know my boundaries. But it'll just be kind of cool to roll through and go, hey, this is where the, you know, the bearer of the ring or one of the bearers of the ring was was born. So hey, let, let me let me yeah. re, let me run this by you. You know yeah. this individual. Um, yeah. And I don't want to say her name yet because I want to confirm this fact before I throw okay. this out here in front of, you know, okay. a bunch of people. But yeah. I think I know someone. I think we grew up with. And I think Mike Charles knows this person. I think she attended that church uh, that that you uh, that you guys attended. Okay. I think she sang okay. for us up there. I think her grandmother was at one point a nanny or babysat Elijah Wood. Get get no. I am being dead serious. I I'm pretty sure I, I actually even. saw a photo of the grandmother. What? At, yes, I am almost ninety. Nine percent sure, and I just thought of it now, as you said that, as like about his childhood, and I was always like, because I always heard that from her, and I was like, that's unreal, and I was like, there's no way, and then she was, I'm gonna be racking my brain to figure out who this is. uh, Well, I'll tell you after, I'll tell you after. Okay, I can't wait to, yeah, yeah. I mean, what the heck? His his babysitter, and I saw the photo, and I was like, is this either this is either some really elaborate (laughs) like Photoshop like play for some? I don't know what's going on, and knowing this person. Maybe it was, but uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. Kidding. Anyway. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Random, well, random so thoughts. yeah, that is random. That's great. So <laughs> I'm going to steer clear of Elijah Wood's dad. I promise. I'm not going to do anything weird. But anyway, so we've got some really cool things planned. It's, it's going to be great to just spend time with family. Uh, you know, you and I will be able to uh, hopefully meet up a couple times in the month of July and see each other. Um, yes, sir. And uh, yeah, and we'll get back to uh, recording in The Hobbit in August. Uh, one of the reasons we wanted to um, record is because we have a guest coming on here in just a second. 
Um, and also, after we're done with this guest, we're going to be talking about an exciting announcement that just happened uh, about like last week, I think. Took yeah. me really off guard. Um, but as is our guest ready? Yeah, he is ready. Let, let me let me let me click him in here. Awesome. Here, here, okay. here we go. All right, as so um I know that, you know, with with your vacation and and where you're going that um maybe linguistically you aren't as prepared as you could be, right? I mean, I know that you took right. you took you took French, right? Or was it uh, was it Latin? Was it Latin? It, Which one? I I actually I uh, don't recall I know I know I was in a language class and I know that I was supposed to be I don't know how I got through it uh but I was in one. And it was in addition to English, right? There was another one out there. I might have it actually was a foreign just, language. Well, I was going to say I might have actually just been in like regular English and then like hey this guy needs a bit more English. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> supplementary English. Yeah. So to help out with your with your trip to Costa Rica, I brought in an expert. Um so we've got a special guest joining us right now. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know who this is. Jimmy Nichols coming back in hot. If you're watching the video, you can see that he's he's on a beach himself, maybe getting it warmed up for Ez. I don't know. Uh, Jim Nichols is our linguistic expert. And so you know, this sort of ties into Tolkien. He was all about a love of language. So here's the deal, Jim. Ez is going to a Spanish-speaking country. Doesn't Spanish is not his first language. Shocker. Okay. It's not mine either, but Spanish is not his first language. So I was wondering if you, who, if you could give a, a real quick snippet on your involvement with and background in like visiting Costa Rica, spending time there. And then if you wouldn't mind giving as like a crash course on, okay, if you get stuck in an area where no one's speaking English, here's what you need to know how to say. Okay. I love it. Okay. All right. So what's your background with Costa Rica real quick? You Have you ever been there? I have. First off, I want to thank uh, thank these lovely hosts for letting me on tonight, Ezra and Lane. Thank you so much, guys. And Dude, just, thanks for being here. Good to have yeah, you. It's awesome. Just a fantastic pleasure as always. So I'll provide some insight, maybe some expertise. In terms of going there, it's been, sadly, it's been about a decade since I've been there. Um, was just texting my host brother today, though, because I realized that I did not tell him that we were expecting. So that was another thing that I was like, oh, sorry about that. That's kind of old news. Oh, now. yeah. And congratulations yeah. that oh. you are going to be a father very, very soon. Yes. Which is um, your your crotch fruit. Number one is going to fall in line with my crotch fruit. Number four. Yeah. That's, Same exact um, like week. Yeah. It's really unbelievable in terms of. Four. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, more, on, crazy. more on that later. But um, so in, it's been about a decade, but I've tried to maintain contact. But in terms of these expert types of things that you're looking for. So when when I went and studied there, this is 2011, and I was living with a host family. So I was I was taking my last, um, I'm trying to remember the amount of credit, it doesn't really matter, but I was taking my last six classes that I had to take for my Spanish major. And we they have you do those abroad. So they have you do those in Costa Rica at the Language Institute. Usually a lot of missionaries go there. It's, it's technically, yeah. it's usually for a lot of missionaries that are kind of like rapid course to go out into the field. But um, in our case, it was for the continuation of our degree. So we're studying the last six courses, which is like a lot of literature and composition and stuff like that. But then you're living with a host family. For me, it was like, it was like a mile and a half away from the school. So just kind of immersing myself in the culture, walking around, getting to know the people. And the first thing about, and I'll say with Costa Ricans and Central Americans, you in one sense, yes, we want you to learn the language. You got to do well. That's great. However, 
whatever you throw at them, and this is a huge pat on the back to the Latin American just culture and the people that I've met. This could be Paraguay, this could be Nicaragua, Guatemala. Whatever you're throwing at them, you're going to find that you actually learn more in that period of time of living with them than you sadly, this is an indictment against me as a high school teacher uh, in Spanish, that you've learned in years of taking it because hmm. they are going to want to get you to, to say things well. So for example, hmm. you're going to say, you know, they're going to say to you, hola, como estas? You're going to say, uh, bueno, bueno. And they're going to say, bien, uh, tu estas bien. They're going to fix your grammar because they want people to speak Spanish as opposed to like really ignorant tourists that just kind of keep yeah. yelling English or whatever. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. They're very much willing to do that. Very different situation as this would be a very different conversation if you're going to Spain. I've been to Madrid a couple of times. Yeah. Madrid has that Parisian vibe where you kind of like throw your Spanish at them. And I watched the kids do this. And if it's not kind of good enough or up to up to snuff, especially at a restaurant, they'll just turn and they'll just like start serving the next person. Oh, my God. Wow. And your turn. Wow are really i call them like the new englanders of the spanish-speaking world <laughs> they're just they're just that once you get to know them though like a bostonian a new yorker nice people the shirt yeah. off their back but that that initial like conversation and just like general warmth is not really there from a spaniard so um you're gonna find midwest type people that are um in latin america so anyways i'm deviating a little bit in oh, terms no, of, in terms of survival Spanish. So the biggest thing is just knowing, knowing your home base. So trying to, you know, trying to know like, okay, donde esta, and then fill it in with the hotel you're staying at, with the place you're staying at, donde esta yeah. este lugar, giving the, giving the where is the more place. Now, as I've started off with that one, which is a bit uh -huh. of a, that's a bit problematic because in that, I now have to tell you that most of the directions they're going to give you are made up. So... <laughs> In Costa Rica, I didn't really write this down, but I had a feeling. It's not good. That's not a good thing. Like made up. So they're made up. And I finally got to the bottom. <laughs> of it. I finally got to the bottom of this. I was like, why are they making stuff up? It comes back to the same thing that I was saying. It comes back to the fact that they're so warm and they want you to feel welcomed. They want you to feel that they would rather give you incorrect directions than say they don't know where you're going. Wow. So that's something to be very aware of as, and the problem is, I don't know how much time. I've been guilty of that in English before. Oh, I've done that. Like <laughs> to people who stop and they're like, Hey, do you know where this is? And I'm like, Oh, and I have to just think on my feet and it's not, and then they leave and I'm like, crap, that's not the right. I just gave them bogus directions or like, so is Costa Rica the Ohio of the Latin American world? Is that what it is? I mean, there's a little, I've already said two things that align. The, just the general warmth. They're going to talk to you a lot. If you go to a restaurant, they're going to ask how you are. They're, they right. are going to chit chat about weather. They're going to do all those things that you probably learned in Spanish class, ironically enough, because okay, I'm nerding out now, but this is, I guess, why you had me on. Yeah. A lot of high school <laughs> Spanish classes teach from a Castilian perspective. So they teach Spanish with the vosotros form. They teach it with a, with a European tilt, but actually... There's a, there's a disconnect in what's being taught and then what's and what's being lived. So, for example, in a typical high school, certainly in the Midwest, they're teaching it from a Castilian standpoint of really formalized grammar that would be um, that would be accepted by the Real Academia Madrid Española, which is a huge mouthful. And what that means is that there's a place in Madrid that gets to make all the rules. They say this is what Spanish language is. So, if you're following me, I won't bore you to tears, but I'll say that that's the people making the rules. 
But then if you bring that Spanish to Latin America, where a lot of kids go for study abroads or whatever, there's a huge disconnect in what you're saying grammatically and what you're doing kind of moving through the space. They don't, they don't line up unless you go to Europe. Um, it has me wanting to quote this guy right now. Sorry. Um, this guy, James G. Uh, he's, a, he's a really famous linguist. He's a sociolinguist. James Lee or James G talks about how uh, like discourse uh, communities, there's like a, a small discourse and, and bigger discourse communities. So to make this really easy, you, everyone has a primary discourse community. You, you grow up with your family and you have that makeup and who you are and how much money you make and kind of where you live geographically. Then you have all these little other um, Venn diagrams, but all these little other like communities that comprise who you are. One of the things he says, before I get too much talking about James G, he says, if you walk into a biker bar and you're wearing biker clothing and you're speaking like a biker, but you take a napkin and you put it on the bar stools to not get your designer jeans messed up, everything's messed up. Everything. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Everything, yeah. that you're, everything that you're saying and wearing and all that, it's completely undone by your actions. And that's, and that's yeah. the margin of sociolinguistics. So that was a huge tangent that could be two hours in and of itself, but getting back, <laughs> to, getting back, to, getting back to, um, so, so basically with Costa Ricans, there is that like Midwest warmth and whatever. So they are willing, and this was all a tangent from directions, Ezra, they're yep. willing to say, Oh, está um, a la izquierda, al centro, muy cerca de, and just making stuff up. So there is an onus <laughs> on you to to actually kind of have an idea of where you are. Of where, yeah, of, of where I'm going. That's good to know. So, yeah. That's so you're good to know. Yeah. That the little bit of Spanish that I do know, they will be accepting to me attempting some Spanish? Big time. Okay. That's, that's awesome, dude. That's kind of cool. Uh, that's huge. I think it is. I think it is. I've always heard from our foreign language teachers that like when you go on those trips and even though it's just a field trip with kids, um, they like to go to whether it be um, I don't know, any, any one of the Spanish speaking countries or uh, France or Germany or whatever. And they love to be there and actually speak with the people. And it's interesting. I hear them all the time trying to critique one another about like what would an actual uh, and even in the Spanish speaking community, as you said, there's difference between like. I don't know, like South America and Central America. I've heard there's tons of differences and everything. So it's fascinating to me. Um, yeah. yeah. And what's interesting as, as Lane was talking about the very beginning of when he was asking me about this question and kicking it off was just the notion of the fact that it is highly um, touristy and the fact, and with that, what you get is actually a lot of, um, it's not, people want to call it Spanglish. It's not Spanglish. It's like, it's kind of like, um, it's called translanguaging. If you want to look into this more, people who are into language, Ophelia Garcia is kind of the, she kind of wrote the book on translanguaging. It means that you use all of the possible words that you have that you've encountered to create semantic meaning. So what am I saying? You're going to find a Costa Rican that would eat something, be full, know no English, Ezra, and say to you, estoy full. So they're going to use the word full even though the Spanish word is lleno, and that's that's due to globalization, which yeah. for other language nerds, globalization, if you want to know more about how languages are influencing each other, you should read Claire Crumsh, K-R-A-M-S-C. 
Claire Crump, <clears throat> Claire Crunch, globalization. So, yeah. so because there are so many English speaking people and Canadians, that's the same, but yeah, people from the States that go and they speak English, Costa Rica is now this place where English is sort of ubiquitous. It's used, it's, it's around, but at the same, at the same time, they don't even realize they're doing it. They're just like, still fool. Oh, where'd that word come from? They don't even know anymore. I don't know. I do want wow. to interject that that uh, Claire's uh, autobiography is also amazing. It's called It's Crumpsh Time. Um, and there's just a... Uh, the cover is just a, a, a backboard with a zero behind it. It's awesome. So anyway, sorry, not to digress. So how would... Okay, so Jim, again, this is like, of course, I call you in thinking you're going to say, as this is how you say, where's the bathroom? This is how you say, I need to find my hotel. And you're giving us this wealth of knowledge what what but what is what are a few phrases okay? okay what are a few phrases he could he could lean on if say he's how about I mean, I'm you, lost. Fr- you I'm lost yes because like Ed, Jim I know you have found yourself in some pretty sticky situations abroad <laughs> uh, that I won't go into here but let's say Ez finds himself in a similar sticky situation and he needs to to he's got to rely on this you know uh, uh, um tutelage or maybe he can he can play this on his phone and go okay yeah jim <laughs> told me how to say blah <laughs> sure what's something I put, he's gonna I put the first one in the chat so you i'm just going off of what you guys said sorry yeah. and also now you have me thinking of that story of when i got myself jammed up abroad anyways jimmed up jimmed up abroad i got myself jimmed up so so <laughs> <laughs> um estoy estoy perdido ezra try this with me so estoy perdido Estoy perdido. Perdido. Oh, it's got the little, it's got the little, the, I can maybe, per, per, per. Now, now, so here's a good, here's a good moment. Okay. Now, this is a great example. And we get to now go back to what I said. That Latin Americans are going to be totally okay with you trying. In this case, it sounds like you're trying, you're trying so hard to get the, the phonology with, with not enough like background yet. So what I want you to actually just say is the, the, say the fruit. Say the fruit and then Dito. Perdido. Done. Yeah. How do you do that? That's uh, what's that? What do you call that thing where you kind of like roll the R? What's that called? It's a trill. It's an alveopalatal trill. trill. Your tongue is hitting yeah. the roof of your mouth. Per. Per. It sounds per. so cool. I could never, ever. It's I've tried. I've heard people like Lane can do it, right? Can't you like that kind of? Oh, yeah. I can't. But isn't so? I remember in Spanish class learning that like some people can, some people can't. Is is that true, or can you teach yourself how to do a trill? I'm so glad you brought that up. So the short answer for that, because there's a long one. Okay. If you're a second language speaker, like the three of us would be for Spanish, you possible. No, no, no. You can, oh. and you can, and you can train yourself to do it. The other flip lane that I actually didn't know until recently is that there is not a person who's a native Spanish speaker that, I shouldn't say there's not a person. There's a tiny population of Spanish speaking native people that had it from birth that can't do the trill. The people that can't do the trill, it would be the same as we would diagnose a, a speech impediment, like in the movie King's Speech, like someone who stammers. Oh, or, wow. Or, oh my god. So gosh. it would actually be an issue. You would not see a native speaker with the inability, if, if, they, if it was their L1, as we call it in linguistics, like their first language, if it was their L1, you wouldn't find a child going, pe, 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 pe. that wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Wow. That's no. interesting. Okay, huh. so estoy perdito is where are the pears? What does that mean? 
Yes, it's yeah. where the pairs, and then they would respond with <laughs> they would respond with <laughs> what kid people they pair. Now you also have to be careful with the word pair. So perra. No, this is actually I'm glad we're talking about this. I don't know if this is appropriate for the podcast, but I would say pera, or I should say. Uh, yeah, when I put it in the chat there, pera is pera. is the fruit pear. Um Pera, with the trill double R, mm -hmm. is a female dog. It's a literal female dog, but it would also carry the same connotation that it would in English. Wow. Wow. So wow. I here's the thing. I, so he, right he's got to be careful. You better yeah. be careful, as. Thankfully, I can't I can't do the trill, okay? So I'm not. <laughs> so you, if you see a female dog running in front of you, you're going to be like, a fruit, a fruit, a fruit. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, it's going to keep you safe, though. It's going to keep you safe. All right, uh, Jim, give us give us like your top five phrases, simple phrases that, that Ez will be able to use. I'm writing them in the chat as I say them. So the first okay. one, there's nothing more important than this. Pura vida. Pura, pura vida. Perfect right there. That was nice. What does that mean? Pura vida means everything. It means pure life. It means okay. It means good. It means sounds good. It means I like the sound of that. It means nice. It. They use this the way the same way that Spaniards use the word vale. We don't need to talk about Spain tonight, but vale. Or other countries have different little words that they would say for, you know, in English we say cool, sweet, yeah. nice. You yeah. know, we have these words that just kind of are placeholders. Dude, so that's... That's one that's going to come in handy on the beach, looking at a sunset. Pura vida. He can as will be at a bar drinking a nice, you know, yeah, whatever. Pura yeah. vida, like anything. That's great. That's okay. sick, man. That actually, literally, that's a, that's a good one. That's clutch right there. Pura vida, number one. What's number two? Okay. Well, number two. Speaking of beer, you would say imperial, which is the beer of the country. You'd say imperial. Me gusta okay. mucho. Pura vida. That whole sentence. Wow. Imperial. imperial. Me, gusta me gusta mucho. Pura vida. Pura, 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 like um, pura, kind of like what a baby would do in its diaper. Pura, pura. Yep, pura, pura, pura vida. Yep, pura vida. There it is, baby. All right, wow. number three. Wow. What's number three? What's going to be one, number one? We started three? off with estoy perdido, estoy perdido, and the the person is going to give you directions that are either probably made, right. potentially made up, so that's problematic. Um, <laughs> next one, next one is pura vida. I would say three is honestly just straight up. This is an important distinction. I'm glad that you're having me list these out here. So the first one would be, everyone knows this from school, but I want to explain it further. Mm. Como esta and como estas. Now, no one's going to have any issue at all with you saying estas because they, you're clearly a gringo. You're a white person from non-Costa Rica that's speaking, and they're going to be like, that's fine. Costa Rica is one of the countries in Central America that uses entirely the usted form, which is... It's the it's um what you would have been taught in school is the formal you, so it's um it's just a more formal way of talking to someone as opposed to hola como estás they would say hola como está and you would at first you would think wait how's he or she so I guess what I'm I'm gonna deviate too much yeah. Lane's asking for that list the number three would be <laughs> the number three would be como está that's how are you. So, okay, that's good because I actually always say como estas. So, como estas. Which I think I do too. Yeah, which I, no I, one I like this. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one's yeah. going to have an issue with that, but it's just the nature of Costa Ricans use it. They're, they're really okay. interesting. This is my other little thing, and then I'll get back to number four. Como esta is 
kind of the most formal way that you can address one person because it's it's the he she but it's the usted the usted has a long history that actually comes from spain a lot of costa ricans don't know that but it comes from voice for the merced which was actually your grace it goes back to like at the beginning of when Spanish was formed and they were they were speaking to the king, which actually Spain still has a monarchy. They were speaking to the king and they would say, your grace is, it comes from that. It's, it's a diminutization. It's a devolution from that word. They don't even know what they're saying. Wow. But usted, wow. usted means you. So you would say, como esta? Um, and they would have no issue with you saying, como estas? The way you'd respond to that is always bien if someone asks you, or you could even respond going back to our thing here. If they say, como esta? To you, you can respond with pura vida. Pura vida. Mind, they will laugh at that because they always love when Americans take that phrase. And- <laughs> Could you, okay, I have a legit question. Could you almost get through an entire stay just saying pura vida? You just walk up because if you said, hey, pura vida. Yeah, if they said a price, like if you said cafe, if you pointed on the menu, cafe, and they said cuatro dólares and they gave you the price and you said pura vida, you'd be saying, okay, that works. And then you'd pay and they'd say, gracias. And you'd say pura vida. Because wow. you can say, say Pura Vida for thank you. You can say it for your welcome. Wow. That's clutch, man. That is that is sick. Hey, what about um excelente? Is that is that allowed? Is that ex- excelente? I'm do I'm doing like excellent. <laughs> well, it depends. I'm a I'm a super hyperbolic person, so I would use excelente. Some people might mm. might just think that's a little bit much. Costa Ricans like this word here. There's a couple um okay. I'm gonna get off track if I say that Ezra. Anyways, sorry. Yes. Fine. We're gonna move through the list again. Here's the next okay. word. Four. Number four, Chiva. 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 Okay. Chiva is like it's way higher than Pura Vida. It's Chiva. You would only use that Ezra if you if it's you know you could use it ironically if you're you know you eat like a very average meal. Everyone's saying it's average. It's not a big deal, and you're like ah Chiva. Chiva means like. This is so incredibly great. Um, this is so cool. I love it so much. Okay. It's like it's the highest compliment you can pay to someone or food or a thing. Like okay. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is Chiva. Super. And they would say, sorry, I'm thinking of my list now. I'm really happy. I'm thinking of the words that I thought I was going to forget. That's <laughs> all right. Chiva's the next one. Here's the next one, Ezra. It's going to make you sound like a local. This, this is number five? Number five. My. My. Pronounced my possessively, you would think my. in English, right? It means dude, bro, man, <laughs> man, dude. That's so, all I. That's perfect, Des. That's all you need is my Ezra. This could be. I should write it out. This could be a legitimate conversation between two twenty-somethings at a bar. This could literally be a conversation. My es que estábamos super pura vida, super twenties, super super chiva, no? My es que era super twenties, era como era como super twenties pura vida, chiva, como chiva twenties, my. That sounds like twenty-year-olds in America. I know. It doesn't even sound that different. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, yeah. My list, so, is, my list is continuing. I don't want to get on tangents. So I'm going to keep going through my list. Next list. 20s. This came from somewhere. They think that they can trace it back to like the late 80s, early 90s. People were saying 20s. It, it sounds like too nice. It came from yeah. basically like really, I'll call them, I don't know, I'll call them nerdy, uncultured people that didn't really know any better, that were just going there with their fanny packs in the late 80s. And apparently something in English that we didn't ever see because we were too young was, hey, that's too nice, huh? Too nice. People were saying, <laughs> people were saying too nice. And the people picked up on this that were doing oh this, gosh. and they were like, 
what are they saying? So they turned it into a Spanish word. They say twenties. It's the only country wow. in the world that uses that word, Ezra. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Twenties. Twenties. So I'm gonna sound like a freaking local if I use uh, <laughs> my and twenty. You know. Uh, I mean, Lane. I would equate this to Ezra never 20s, being twenties. My twenties. My like, like Lane. Picture, picture a Costa Rican coming to Boston and being like. <laughs> What's up, Ortiz guy? What's up, Ortiz? Freaking baseball? What's this guy? It's like, <laughs> what are you even saying right now? Just buzzwords, like, just bu- buzzwords uh, to get through. He's like, what uh, a mean, a 20s, my. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I tell you what, I, I should actually take my GoPro and put on my chest and, and actually vlog me at a bar <laughs> trying to have a, a conversation with just these words, just to see if I can. You know, I would live. That would be an awesome like bonus feature for people to see. I would, I would uh, like that. I would like that. Yeah. Um, all, right, all right, Jimmy. Um, yeah, you got one more. Give us, give us one more. Well, that's the sentence that he could say, and then I'll think of one more. So try to say that sentence. So hola, uh, pura vida. Uh, hola, pura vida. My esteba es super chiva. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, so what they say after that. It's like it's kind of up in the air, right? Because I mean, yeah. So how are you gonna know? In, how are you gonna know? Just, yeah, he sees some people that he just wants to connect with, and he's like, "Hola, pura vida, mahi, este bar es super chiva." Then they're probably gonna hit you with, they're gonna start laughing because that's an incredibly local laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like hyper localized. They'll probably be like, "My ese my pura vida, mira," and then they'll probably just be like. I don't know. You're right, Lane. Lane, you said it perfectly. It's like where they go from there it could be anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Hopefully, it blows so them away, and they're like, "Who? What is yeah, this yeah. guy?" What is it? it could be the key to an adventure. That could be a key to a, an unexpected oh, adventure. Almost. God, I could. Yeah. yeah. They might respond with "De donde vino este hombre," which translates to "Where did this guy come from?" Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, do, Jimmy, that's awesome. That, quick question. So, is yeah. there one more thing about like it's not really language based, but since you've been to Costa Rica, are, is there like a spec? Like, what what are they? Do they have food dishes or like uh, coffees or anything that are like no that are what that one should have? Oh, a plato casado. It's the, it doesn't if it translates. If you look at it on Google Translate, it's going to come up as the word married. The reason they call it a married Ooh. dish huh. is because it has beans, rice, a meat, a little salad. I'll explain the salad, and then it's usually served with a fruit drink so this is the typical food um it's just very typical it's just black beans white rice there could be like chicken or pork or whatever they're serving that day you you ate like this when you came back from costa rica i do remember that you had so many just beans and rice meals it was crazy yes i definitely ate like that i got used to and i was and they eat a certain way too ezra they take their fork or they take their knife and they push their food from the fork onto the knife and they like kind of shovel it in wow Hmm. okay but a casado. So you would say, hola, pura vida, which is, could be like a greeting. And then you'd say, quiero un casado. Or you could just, if you don't want to say quiero because you don't know what that means, you could just say, casado, por favor, which was uh-huh. just like casado. Yeah. You'll see it on the menus. It just means that everything's married together. So it like comes on a plate and usually yeah. locals will mix it all up. It also usually has sweet plantains, which are really good too. Okay. That's cool. Let's try it then. Yeah. It's, is that, yeah, that's their... That's a good dish, then yeah. Because I have no idea what I'm get, what I'm getting into down here. I'm just like, uh-huh. I mean, language barrier, f- yeah. The the food, like, is there? I'm going to a freaking volcano. I mean, it's well, just. Are you going to Are you going to Arenal or Poas? 
Uh, the first one. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's incredibly beautiful. Is it? Okay. Yes. I, it looks like Mount Doom to me. Like, I'm actually going to take the freaking ring up there and cast <laughs> it into the fire. Yes, well, you should. <laughs> Honestly. Well, you should. That place is incredible. And there's a really good restaurant that's very cheap. When you're coming into town, you're going to see the volcano. One of the first restaurants on your left has an orange awning. Go in there, say, un plato casado, por favor. They're going to bring... You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply you a plate rice beans it's going to have all that stuff i mentioned fruit drink all of that is going to cost you unless this has changed in the last 10 years which i'm sure it has all of that back then cost us four dollars wow wow okay that's sick 
Wow. I'm so glad that we're recording this because I can actually listen to this in Costa Rica and like yeah. like actually go do these things and say these things. Like that's going to be kind of yeah. cool. I'm not going to lie. That's huge. Um, I'm just thinking of all kinds of stuff and I know that we're running low on time, but I'll tell you that. Does he, co- does hey. he need a zip line? Isn't zip lining a big deal in Costa Rica? Zip line's big. Zip line's okay. big. I recommend if you do the zip line, what's going to, are you like a thrill seeker? Big time? Uh, I'm scared of heights, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Is him it, in trouble. Has anybody died on the zip line? I mean, I don't know. I think um, so. Yeah. But it's rare, right? It's, it's rare. It, yeah, it's rare. I'm glad you said that because I'm like, yeah, people have, but it's not like it's happening. <laughs> well, I'm definitely, if you would have said no, I might have thought about it. But now that you said, yeah, someone has died, I'm out. I'm out. He's out. He's gone. That's a no-go. That's a no-go. No, people, there, there's one that is a Superman. So you can like, you can lay on your stomach and like. Oh my fly. gosh. Oh, that's Ez, cool. You have to do the Superman, that's bro. Come cool. on. He's yeah, your favorite dude. superhero. Yeah. I, hmm. Okay. You might have to think about that one, huh? Yeah, I have to think about that one. Because I'm already doing risky <laughs> stuff. Like I'm going, so Jimmy, I'm going to, it's like Dominical Beach. And uh, I think it's, it's like, uh, I think it's, I think I'm saying right. Dominical? Domin- Dominical? Dominical? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that a nude beach? Uh, it's, it's not. Clothing it's, optional? Okay. It's, right. I mean, I might turn it into, well, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I looked up where like sharks come to breed. Oh, and it's like oh, not no. too far down from there like there's like one of the most like massive breeding grounds for like great white sharks and i'm like i'm oh, never getting crap. in the ocean i'm not doing no, it i i did this was in um i don't nice. know what that beach is that beach on the on the atlantic or pacific coast you know pacific yeah i was in the pacific coast in a place called punta arenas and i walked into the shallow water i was just cooling off it was really hot and i got actually um i got attacked by an insane amount of um <laughs> small jellyfish oh dude i'm out they were they were obliterating my feet just like pummeling me i went i went to the corner in front of the in front of the female girls that well that that's redundant um female girls oh i was and i just kind of at that point just started to pee all over my feet (laughs) wow wow that so i'm out on that and okay the hobbits have it right like there's no reason to be in water there's no reason to be it's not natural man no it's not it's not (laughs) right (laughs) nothing for it uh Uh, jimmy that was awesome Uh, if you think uh, you know i mean i don't want to play matchmaker here but if you think of anything from now uh, over the next couple of days that you need to text as please just hit him up because i think it's i just i thought it'd be cool to bring you on and, and have you be able to share your background with costa rica i know it's been a big part of your life Mm-hmm. And just when when Ez said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to Costa Rica this summer," I thought, "Wow, what a cool thing!" I'm going to have to make sure that that he and Jim, um, you know, get together. And then afterwards, you guys should definitely uh, trade stories. Um, oh, me too. So yeah. anyway, as always, when we have Jim Nichols with us, it's a beautiful time. Uh, we love you, brother. Um, congratulations on on your upcoming baby, Numero Uno. Tell Claire we love her. Tell her we said happy belated birthday. And um, I'm going to be seeing you at a wet. Are you are you are we going to this wedding? Are we going to Bill Joe Baggins's wedding? So You're I'm still for, in, right? Or I'm I'm for sure, and I'm going. It's, okay. it's she, she's a question mark just based on just kind okay. of feeling, but I'm in. Right, I dude, I can't wait. It's gonna be. Yeah. Are you dressed in twenties? Are you dressed in roaring twenties? I I'm a game time decision on that. Okay, <laughs> you better bring uh, this it, live you, planning you, going on here, guys. <laughs> so, like, I think you should probably bring your your best flapper dress, and uh, we'll just kind of <laughs> see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> I show up with a little poodle. I have the little poodle dress. I'm like, is this not what we were supposed to do? <laughs> Uh, oh brother we love you man thank you for being here 
and uh, we'll see. We'll see you later. All right, bro. Yeah, love you. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thanks for all right. Pura vida. Pura vida. my. Super Chiva. Yeah. Yeah. My. My guy there. My guy. <laughs> my, oh my, Jimmy Nichols. Oh, man. He's, wow, man. He's such a blast to spend time with. I'm he? not going to lie. That actually, I might start saying, let me see if I get it right. Pura Vida. Pura, Pura Vida. Vida. That's it. Dude, you got it. Listen this, to that. It's this, velvety, this whole episode man. episode Pura Vida. It's Pura Vida all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to pour some Vida up in here. Like this is for that life, man. For that life. I hope I can. I honest. Oh, I honest. Na- so, um, as a surprise to Jimmy, I literally think I'm. So I'm copying and and pasting this chat, so I can. Yes. And also, I got the episode to listen to. But I think I'm gonna actually give this a go and vlog it. And I see the response should. that I get. I, I think that would be uh, that would be good for all of us. I think yeah. we'd all enjoy that. We could be yeah. with you in, in not only in spirit but in actuality. It'd be pretty uh, awesome, pretty awesome too. I mean, I don't know anybody down there, so so why why not just give it a go? You know, I mean, it's like I'll be wearing. See what happens. I mean, I'm obviously bringing my flannel cloak. I'll be down there. My my, you know, I'm gonna look weird anyway. So, you know, dude, they're they're gonna be drawn in. They're gonna be like, who is this? This this guy is a wizard. Well, yeah, and this I wizard from the north. Yeah. By the way, by the way, thank you for guess which bag I'm taking. I'm taking. I got like my little um uh. What is it? What do you try? Like a, a carry on? I bought like a yeah. little carry on thing. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm taking the, uh, you got me that workout bag from yes. our guy. Yeah. From yeah. the rock. The rock. And that That's thing right, man. is so versatile <laughs> so that I, yeah. I, I, I could pack so much more in that. I tried another backpack and things like that. I'm like, no, everything fits in here better. And I can wear it as a backpack so I can take it as a personal yep. item. So, yeah. It's a great bag, dude. And then yeah. it, you got you have all those handles. You can hold it like a ton of different ways. Right. And there's the there's the uh, towel loops on it for yeah. you know you can hang anything from it. It's it's a great backpack. Yeah. Well, man, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear about your travels. And um, yeah, you're gonna make some awesome memories for sure. And uh, everyone here will get to benefit from it as well. So you know, yeah, yeah you'll cool. have a good laugh at that flannel wizard. Yeah, my twenties. <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad I could say excelente because I remember that one so well. And uh, yeah. like, oh, I love. Did you did you like the pause that Jim gave though? He's like, you're gonna they're gonna think you're a little hyperbolic. <laughs> they're gonna right, think yeah, you're a little over the top. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's this guy's fine. a bit much. This guy's Bring a bit it much. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Chiva. Ah, oh, Chiva. Wow. <laughs> All right. So as on to the exciting announcement. This is something that. So I just have an article pulled up, and I've got some notes from that article so i don't get into the article and sometimes this i don't know if anyone has noticed this but sometimes i will put a link for an article that has a lot of good show news or something or tolkien biopic when that was what we were talking yeah, yeah. about in the in the doc i'll then click on the link and i'll i'll get like i'll, I'll just like black out when i look at the article i'm like wait what are the important things i read I can't, I'm not going to read the whole article. And so right. this time I actually, I did like little notes underneath. So we've got both, both best of both worlds. We have the original source and then we also have uh, tidbits, but this is something that I didn't even know was a deal. I logged on to Instagram on my iPad, old school style and saw that up talk and Tolkien had posted an image that just said the war of the Rohirrim. And I thought to myself, my first thought as was, is this a video game? What is yeah. this? Right, it looks like yeah, right. 
And then I did a little research. I found one of the articles that 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 uh, you read as well. It's all over the place now. At this point, a lot of people have heard about it, but we wanted to just kind of get our reactions on what it is. So do you want to give people a rundown on what the War of the Rehirim is going to be? Uh, yeah, so essentially this is, I mean, like New Line Cinema, right? And and uh, Warner Brothers. I, I did yeah. the same thing. I When I saw this, I was like, what is this? Because I followed the Where hashtags. Where did you see it? Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, what, what I do, I mean, I really only use social media to follow, like, Lord of the Rings memes and, like, Lord of the Rings news and, you know, all the other fandoms. I just, I mean, that's what is on my feed. That's what you see. Yeah, that's what um, it is. So I'm scrolling through, and I all of a sudden I saw it once, and I literally, the first time I saw it, I was just like, ah, it's probably some... I Fan saw film it again. or something? Or, yeah. I saw it again. I saw it again. Everyone wow. was posting about it. I was like, what the heck is this thing? So I clicked it. I looked it up. And yeah, it looks like it's uh, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers Animation uh, have announced this this anime feature, The War yeah. of the Rohirrim, and it look it sounds epic. I didn't know uh, yeah. much much about this. I, it's set 250 years prior to the events of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I mean we're yeah, going that was back my, to Rohan. Yeah. So my first thought when when you posted that, I was like, I think I even texted you. I said, looks like we're getting our young Aragorn show after all because right. i didn't know if it was a movie or show i was like here we go we're right. gonna get Thorongil, uh, you yeah. know fighting with with young theoden witnessing him fighting along his yep. alongside his father and and his like young um uh warrior days uh fighting with rohan and gondor and then i saw that that you know that tidbit that said no it's actually you know much much longer before and that we're going to follow helm hammerhand so this was the part that i was like oh my gosh this took me back and i don't this doesn't happen often because we talk about so much and we do research kind of like leading up to an episode and then because we just plod on and we're going to the next one sometimes that stuff sticks yeah. a lot of times it flies out you know what i mean there's a lot that my little my brain's like a, a full sponge it's a small sponge but it's a full sponge right, right so when right. new stuff comes it's like it, they're the odds of it sticking is not real good yeah. but i remember us us like really um being blown away by the history in helm's deep i think even more so man than when we got into minas tirith minas tirith was a great episode right. i remember doing that with mike charles and just being blown away by the history of that city but it doesn't stick out to me the same way that Helm's Deep does. You know, we we talk about the um, the the Coom, right, and the 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 Deeping Wall and the Tower and the Hornburg, and then yeah. um, you know uh, the fact that this is named after Helm Hammerhand himself, and that mm -hmm. this was a fortress that he used. And so, and then I remember getting into well, who is Helm? You know, what, what, who was he? What did he accomplish? What was his life story? And so we talked about a little bit of this in that episode, I believe. But yeah, yeah let, just, just to, to do a synopsis, this show, if we just follow, and what we're hearing is that we're going to follow him. It's going to be during his reign and the battle with the Dunlendings. This is going to, or this movie, sorry, is yeah. going to be epic beyond belief. So, yeah. Okay, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, it, do you remember that? So that episode that you're referencing, didn't yeah. we talk about? I, I think you're right. We did talk about the Dunling, like the um, mm -hmm. the that yeah. Was the that what they were called? Yeah. Is it? Oh wait. The yes. Dunlundings are the yes. They're they're the so they're the people. So this is also a cool little tie-in. Remember, in the two towers, we get that scene in the film. We get that scene with Saruman, and he's inciting this group of like wild people, right? They look That's like right. wild yeah. hill people, and he's like the ho the horsemen. They took their land. 
They forced you out to scratch the living off of rocks. Murderers! Murderers! And they're all right. getting fired up. And so those are the Dunlenders. They're the ones who go and, or Dunlendings. Yeah, Dunlanders. They're the yeah. ones that, that, that go and uh, burn the Westfold and help Saruman kind of uh, destroy parts of Rohan and, and join forces with him. You know, he's got the Urukai, but he also has the, the, the uh, Dunlendings. Yeah, um, so- and so, yeah, so it'll be cool to tie into that. So we get to see this actual war that is fought over these lands. There's like, a, I mean, like, like you know, there's, there's, um, there's all these kind of, just go read about it. Just if you, if you want to kind of know what this is going to be about, go on a um, Tolkien gateway and read about, read, read Helm Hammerhand's page because you get a little synopsis that is crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's really yeah. cool stuff, and so yeah, what I remember, yeah, like the the wild men of Dunlin, yeah, right. Yes, so that that's right. yes, that's that region where they where they come from. So I think you're right. This is this is going to be epic. Now I did want to actually, I don't know how far. Uh, I did want to ask you a question, but it no. would be it's full. It's just I know we kind of said, where do you find this? First of all, like like this is the and the an appendices or something. Is this where this is like? I, th- I That's think a good I th- question. I think so. Um, That's what it says here. Let me see here. Okay, then yeah. I, it of, says, Ro- of Rohan, probably, or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, I know it's in the timelines because I've gone through, like, again. Kings you know, of the I, Mark, I, House of Errol. Yeah, there, there you go. Right. That's but I it. guess, I don't. I didn't know that it was like, because you know how they just list them sometimes? I need to literally mm-hmm. actually go pull out, because I, I, I listen to the audio book all the time, and I need yep. to actually go pull out the old book and see what yep. is listed in there, because... yeah. I, I think that's where a lot of that stuff comes from um, the gateway page. And if anybody out there knows where additional information or where it's listed, I think it's super cool. And I guess one of my things, if we ever get a chance to maybe talk about like the ending of the story, I think this actually follows. I mean, like a couple of, I, there's a couple of big figures who, I don't know. It's a full, it's a full length feature and it is right, just yeah. centered around helm, but uh helm Hammerhand, but at the same time, there's someone else in there, uh, not even his his opposition, but someone else who will need kind of either like an epilogue or something to help. You know what I mean? Like his. Who are you talking his, about? Well, okay. So, like in his. Okay. Can I just talk about. Can I just talk yes. about full, full on? Okay. Yes. So, um, let's see. His successor, his nephew, um, is the guy who kind of like he retreats for a while and then, like. Yeah. Uh, his his uncle is, is fighting, and he uh, is, I think he say it's uh, Fre- 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 Fralof Fralof. Oh maybe? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, like his his nephew, and then he's the guy who like is he he shows up, but like at one point this thing references that they see him when the horn is sounding, he's like some ghost like figure, like lingering, yeah, off like in the, the white tro- like the white troll too or whatever like, they call him, what? yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> See, I didn't know anything about this guy. So, like, I, I mean, I knew the, the references in the films and the books and stuff. Yes. And I remember yeah. us talking about this briefly, but never did yeah, I, yeah. I stop and say, full stop, let me go through the, the, the kings of Rohan and, 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 you know, roll back and figure out who this guy is. But so, if you, what, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I mean, here's, here's the one thing I was wondering is Gandalf going to show up? That's what I. Was, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. Well, yeah. can see. I don't know. I don't know if the, is that if, is that white like sh- like ghost like figure. Is that Helm or is that is that Gandalf? Well, because Gandalf was the gray at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so I I just but I, I but you know we also know that like I know this 
this isn't going that far back in time, but when Grimma references him, he calls him Gandalf Stormcrow. Yeah. Right? So they had, you know, Gandalf had been to Rohan before. He had had dealings um, in Rohan previously. Could they throw him in here? Is that going to mess Cannon up? Is he actually involved in some of these these um like you know what conflicts? I don't know. I but he's the one I thought of. I'm like, if we're not going to get Aragorn, we could still get Gandalf. Like that would be awesome. And because it's not dependent on like acting and going to New Zealand and doing all kinds of crazy CGI and stuff, we could get Ian McKellen's voice. That would be sick. That'd like be how sick. cool would now, that be? Now you know there are people out there like screaming. Like if it wasn't ever. Yeah, mentioned right you know right but i'm here he's the, explicitly not there well i don't really you know <laughs> well, does he yeah, does it matter time, no i don't I, like i i think it i think it's sick i think it would i think yeah because to me i'm going here wanted a chance to throw old radagast in there let's throw him in hey, hey baby let's go and i'm you know if legolas can show up in the hobbit all right then i think we hey. need gandalf and radagast yes sir in the war of the rohirrim um so it's pretty awesome another thing i wondered will we see the druidon Okay, well, we see okay. the ancestors of Hanbury Han. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah, yeah. and learn more of that. I mean, I guess maybe feature length might be kind of short to, like, go off on that tangent. But, you know, they were hunted by the Rohirrim. They were hunted by the people of Rohan. They were treated as, as animals, remember? And that's why they yeah. retreated into the, into the mountains to escape that persecution. Is this going on at that time? Will we see that? Um, yeah. And then how epic will it be to see Helm at Helm's Deep? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like what? Like what? Like we'll get to see. Then then we'll watch the movies. We'll see that statue of him that we don't. If you're watching the films, you don't even realize that that's him unless you you know you make that connection. So like people have just seen seen the films, um, or like you know me, my 13 year old self saw this dude with a horn and a hammer. I'm like, oh, that's a cool statue, you know. But now as a you know, 20 years later, you're like, oh my gosh, that's Helm Hammerhand. Yeah, at the Hornberg, and so like, how cool will it be to have that connection there? Um, it it's really exciting. I love the uh, the urgency that this is coming. It seems it feels like it's coming out of nowhere. Um, th- they are talking about this project being fast tracked, and that they're trying to beat Loader on Prime to release. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and if and if Loader on Prime could potentially release. You know, end of 2021, which is this year, believe it or not. It seems right. like it's crazy that's already this year. Or the beginning of next year. That means we could have this movie, I mean, what, like October, November, December? Maybe. Possibly. So yeah. even if we don't get Loader on Prime at the end of this year, odds are we're going to get The War of the Rohirrim, which is amazing. Like, that's unreal. I love that it's feature length. Yep. I love that it's going to theaters. Um, I love that Philippa Boyens is acting as a consultant one one of one head from the original three-headed dragon all right Boyens, Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson um so that'll be awesome I wonder if she's going to do some writing too I wonder how involved she'll be and then something that I, I don't know anything about anime I mean I know what it looks like um but I know that there is like for true anime, it has to have certain pillars. I do know that. And that if it doesn't have those true pillars, it's just anime style, right? Okay. Um, so I don't know much about it. But the the really cool thing is that there's a really um, well-known anime director, Kanji Kamiyama, who's going to be directing this. And he has experience in doing animated spinoffs. The, first, the other thing that I thought of, too, when I heard um, anime uh, spinoff, I thought of, remember when the Matrix had that, like, yes. in between Matrix Reloaded 
and um, the final one, there was yep. like this like release of like six short films, and they were all different form, like all different styles of animation, and they all tied into the last film. Yep. And it was kind of like you can watch this to supplement the story, or you don't have to, and you won't miss anything. But yeah. I thought of that. I was like, this is this is kind of. Uh, sort of like in that same vein. We're going to go back, we're going to tell a story of, not not of the Numenorians, but of, of the people of Rohan and of the Rohirrim. And we're going to do it in a different style. And we're going to do it in a way that we can get it to you quickly. Um, and we're going to tell the story of an epic hero. And I love the comp... I, dude, I actually love the competition of this. That WB is like, yeah, you know what? Go ahead, Amazon. Go tell the Second Age. We're going to actually stick to something that's even closer to what people can relate to. Yeah. That's another strength it's going to have is like we yeah. who doesn't know Rohan, who doesn't love love Rohan and the Rohirrim and Edoras and the, the Golden Hall of Metaseld like it is going to suck people in. And then if you have the potential to to slip Gandalf in there, people are going to freak out. You can I, I just I just think it's it's got a lot of really good, it's unexpected. It's got a lot of good um ingredients that could make it a delicious cake to use your terms. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Lane, here's the thing too. Yeah, I, there's yeah. a whole other the um, <laughs> like Isengard. I mean, you've got all these other things yeah. that are gonna people will know yes. what those things look like. Now, now, here, yes. here, here, hear me out on this. I and think, surprising twists on those as well. Like I didn't realize yeah. who possessed Isengard. At this I know, time. I know. Right? I know. I, I, know. I looked, just I just learned that, and it will drive us deeper into the mythology yeah. and the appendices and the stories. So yes, yeah. continue. Which I'm it, sorry. Which is cool. That's why we always like when you bring something like this out, it dive, mm-hmm. we dive back into the reading, we get back into it, learn more about the story. It helps to make the connection. I think mm-hmm. the animation, like the artwork, the way that, um, you know, the men of uh, Rohan look, uh, mm-hmm. that the characters were, I think they'll look the same as the movies, right? I think not the same, yeah. but like that style, yeah. the same color scheme, things like that, because this is meant to be, as far as I can tell, a tie-in to that. This is meant to be a direct sort of that universe or whatever. Yes. Whereas yes. We, yeah. we need to remember Amazon. What are they? Go, what are they going to do? Right? I don't are, know. You, are you are you going to try yeah. to tie into something that? Because like you told me, Weta's not involved with Amazon. Yeah, There's a bunch yep, of different. That's yep. their own team doing their own yep. thing. And I say, go for it. I'm I'm rooting for it. It's awesome. But it might look very different from what we are used to seeing. And I yes. think. That's why this does have its strength. It'll be just kind of um, a callback to yeah, yeah. The, the films that we love so much. And I tell you right now, Gandalf's in it. I, I don't. I hope somebody yeah, sends yeah. me. I hope somebody sends me a whole <laughs> bunch of Bywater posts telling me that I'm wrong. Okay, because well, see, that's the that's the thing too that I love about this is there's it. It almost seems like uh, okay, and this I'm sure this is arguable. It seems like there's more that's like set in stone than there would be in like the Second Age. Okay, so th- there's more set in stone for this than there would be. There's more pillars. There's more immovable pillars in this than you could probably say um, than what Amazon has to deal with. Yeah. But there are also, I'm sure, gaps and uh, like opportunities to introduce characters who might not be explicitly mentioned, right? That you could put in here without changing the story too much, without changing the overall happenings of what happens, you know, in, in this war. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it, and here's the thing, buddy. This is also, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes when I when I think about what they did for like the animated Hobbit and the animated Lord of the Rings yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you're right. There's right. some darker part. This is a dark story. It's actually a yes. It's a war story. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
so it'll be interesting to see how much of that they there's it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do i know i I know actually i thought of that too i was like i i feel like we had just mentioned like previous two episodes too how i have still i've still not seen the boxy films right and i was like here we go this is just the universe again saying well we're gonna make you get into animated lord of the rings and it's like all right well i'll start here and then i'll work my way up and it'll be great i'll follow the the chronology even though it's you know when they're created is totally different times but um yeah i i just think it's gonna it's it's gonna be so different um that and you're gonna tie in people who only like you know anime style animation. I think they'll they'll come in and check it out. Um, and I know that anime and samurais are totally different concepts, but in my mind, I'm thinking like the even if you did stylize some of the Rohirrim, because it's also you know 250 years ago. That's a long time, right? Sure. So yes. they're gonna look similar, but they're they're gonna be like not devolved, but there's gonna be some um, difference. Some differences, yeah. yeah. And I just think to myself, like they're kind of like samurais in a way. Like they they ride on horseback. They they value um, the you know horses are like are like friends and family to them. They're like the same as their fellow man. Um, their swords are very important to them. Uh, they're a warlike people. I was like, I just thought to myself, this yeah, I don't know. But you're right. It's not going to be probably not going to be rated G. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, I would imagine some a lot of violence, uh, similar to, um, you know, live action Lord of the Rings films. But wow, I mean, yeah. I think we're in for a real treat. Um, <laughs> I don't, re- I don't really know what else to say. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be just another. Um, and then also to, to think about where this where this leads because this was something that I also my initial thought uh, one of my initial thoughts was wait how are they doing this how is WB Warner Brothers New Line whatever able to continue to make Lord of the Rings content because um, one of the things that I last remember uh, you know from when the Hobbit was coming out was that they, the part of the reason they went from two to three films was they wanted to put more of the, more of the um, content from the appendices in because they were losing the rights to that and they wouldn't be able to make films in the future. So if they wanted to do like, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy two Hobbit films and then go back in time uh, and make other Lord of the Rings content, they wouldn't be able to do that. So that's why they kind of stuffed the same time frame stuff in there from, from the appendices. And I thought that they had lost those rights. You know what I mean? And so I, I looked into I was like, who owns the rights for Lord of the Rings? And we found this article, right, that there was, um, uh, we could post this, it's from Variety, and it's from 2017. And so I also told you, I was like, dude, this is interesting. It's it's after, it's post-Hobbit, but it's pre-Loderon Prime announcement. So it was kind of like a dead space, and there was nothing going on. Like, nobody was making new Lord of the Rings stuff, no no new Middle Earth, no, no new Tolkien stuff was being made. And right. so... It kind of went, in my mind anyway, or for me, it went unnoticed. So I'm sure for other people, it went unnoticed as well. But essentially what we have here is um, there was some litigation and the Tolkien estate um, and the Saul Zantz company and Warner Brothers all sort of uh, brought their grievances to the table and they made some kind of settlement and said that they ended amicably and that they would be able to work together in the future. And so this is something I didn't know. So this this makes me think, what's after this? What comes after this? Can we get more live action? 
Is this yeah. a potential? Like, are we going to get more animation stuff? Uh, could we get as could we finally get? I get emotional just talking about this. <laughs> okay, could we finally get? I think I've been calling this for this since day one. I know since I was like fourteen or fifteen, I've, I've wished for this. Mm-hmm. Just just a good old fashioned drama, comedy drama, dramedy that takes place in the Shire. You film it at Matamata. We focus in on the finer cultural intricacies the, of the Shire. The floating the log. Comings and going, the floating log. We finally see the floating log in the flesh. Now, I've seen floating logs in the flesh, but I want to see the floating log in the flesh. I mean, that would be amazing. But, you know, all joking aside and all my musings, you know, put to the shelf, what will come after this? Like, could I mean... To me, it seems like now that door is wide open. A door that I thought was shut and locked and bolted because of frustrations with the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies. Now, to me, seems like it's more open than ever. And that Amazon could have some competition, which is good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it is good. I think it'll, it'll, it pushes things in the, in the right direction. I hope there is more. I am sh- like, too. literally shocked that this is coming out this quick. They're pushing it right out and saying... Here you go. People love the Rohirrim. We love Rohan. And I, I think it just would be epic. Let me tell you something else here. Yeah. I think yeah. if you want to... So what The Hobbit did, right, is you brought in some of the previous cast from The Lord of the Rings in the beginning, and you kind of did like a little intro. It's a, it's a, it's a tie-in. Like, like you kind of mm-hmm. see... We understand that's a younger version of Bilbo. And that yeah. Bilbo belonged to The Lord of the Rings. And so you're tying yeah. us into his story, right? Yes. Now, yes. what if Aemir is just at the start of this telling some kids a story about... Out. Wouldn't that be sick? Because I, I try to think of, like, how do you make a, a show like this kind of kid-friendly and, and, you know, like, it's just a story. It's That's just it a right story. there. That's how you do it. And you yeah. could even do it Aomer post-Lord of the Rings. King Aomer. That's what I'm saying. King Aomer. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. King a- Okay, I didn't hear you say that. Yes. King yeah, Aomer sitting yeah. down and, and telling... Yeah. Teaching the children of Rohan the stories of the past. It would be sick, wow. if, especially if it looked wow. kind of. I, I I would lose my mind. I think that would <laughs> yeah, be that'd be great. I would lose my. And absolute then you could mind. have, dude. Then you could have Carl Urban like uh, narrating every like the whole thing. Oh it, my gosh, it would wow. be. You know, it would sell like crazy. I mean, this thing oh, would dude. just be hotcakes. We're gonna go see it in the theaters. Oh, we're, we're going gonna to, go yeah. see it. One hundred percent. We're not yeah. jobs. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I like. I can't wait uh, to go see this in a theater. Um, yeah. Yeah. It also makes me wonder too. Like, would um, so if Philip Boynes is back on board, like, would I wonder would Howard Shore want to come back and make more Lord of the Rings music? You know, his. Um, you know, obviously he's created most of what we've heard in in Middle Earth in terms of music. Um, yeah, that's a so, good point. Yeah. What music? Really would you exciting. Use? Well, you know, it, like to, to yeah. explore that. I mean, there's you know, and he's, be some he's, score. Yeah, and he's really good too at like working themes backwards and finding sort of their origins and stuff too, as well as building them up. I mean, that that's the cool thing. Like in in Lord of the in Fellowship of the Ring, we hear the um, the theme of Gondor uh, when Boromir is talking at the um, Council of Elrond, and then we don't hear it fully again until like we see Minas Tirith. Wow! And so he he's so good at like planting these themes and then building them up and revealing them and you know i mean he does it with yeah. the fellowship theme so many times too so he i mean he would be awesome um obviously to come back and to see what he would do with 
like a, a more ancient uh, Rohirrim and Rohan theme. So that'd yeah. be sick. That'd be awesome, man. So anyway, uh, yeah, big announcement. That's really, really cool. We actually now have two things to talk about again. It was, you know, the Tolkien biopic and Loader on Prime, and now it's <laughs> yeah. Loader on Prime and the War of the Rohirrim. So very cool. Um, dude, I was, okay, this is another aside. Since we're talking about music, I kind of want to challenge people to go listen to the Tolkien biopic score. Uh, yeah. And tell me it doesn't compete hand over fist with Howard Shore's score of the trilogy. Yeah. I almost think that I would rather listen. I can't believe I'm even saying this. I think I'd rather listen to the Tolkien biopic soundtrack than yeah. any of the Lord of the Rings. Can you believe that? Well, I, I was down, what was it, a week ago? And I, I heard, uh, I think Sarah or you you guys were talking about this. Yep. And that you had just been bringing it back. And, I know. Yeah. I'm I know. Like, All right. I think yeah. it's, I think it might be better, guys. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll Is have a recency to to bias? My, maybe. Uh, Oh man, on the trip. Yes, yeah. On the Road trip, music. you will have to. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, uh, this was awesome. Um, yeah. it, you know, lots of adventures to come in Middle Earth, and many adventures to come in our own in our own uh, real Earth. Um, I, I want to give a, a big shout out to my little Ruthie girl. She's turning one. We're having a party in a couple of days. Um, I want to explain to her nickname, dude. Okay, so her nicknames that I shouted out at the beginning of the episode, Scooter. Yeah. That my dad has given her because Ruth has refused to crawl. Ruth yeah. will put her legs out and do the splits and then pull herself with her hands. So yeah. she literally scoots around everywhere. And then one that I think is going to stick as well as Hootie. And it's okay. just from Winnie playing around with words and going from Ruthie to Ruchi to Hootie. And so we're going to call her Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. So oh, um, I can't That's believe awesome. my... My my littlest girl so far is turning one. It's pretty nuts. We even uh, measured her on the um, door frame today, and she's the tallest one yet. Oh, tallest really? one by I think like an inch. So wow. it, it's just magical, man. Seeing them grow up and um, yeah. seeing Charlotte Charlotte open up uh, to to people because really honestly, like when he had some normalcy before the shutdown and everything, Charlotte had almost none. Yeah. Um, like Charlotte's first birthday was during the lockdown last year. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and that's 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 just crazy to think about. So, seeing her open up and she's got a big girl bed and she's like, getting, she's like potty trained already, and it's just amazing. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I love being with well, my girls, and it's gonna be a good celebration of of Ruthie's uh, first birthday. Yeah, so. happy birthday to her. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. Y- you guys are gonna have a good time, and and uh, you know, I I love going down to your guys' house and just seeing. The, I tell my dad this when I come back, just yeah. little hobbits. Truly yeah, little man, hobbits actually yes, running around the backyard. And that grass yeah. looks good, baby. I'm telling you, there's, oh, there's a man. fire burning. It, I, it, it really, we it's call it the Shire it. for a reason, folks, because yeah. it is. Yeah. I, Bill yeah. Joe Baggins, is. last time he was down there, uh, <laughs> he said to me, he was like, this really is the Shire. I said, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah, I come back. It here. is. It is, brother. Yep, I know. I feel very lucky and I uh, love my life. Um, yeah. I love you, dude. I hope you have a wonderful time on your yeah. trip. Uh, I love you, you know, yeah. I hope I hear updates, but if I don't hear from you, I know you're 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 enjoying life, and I kind of it's one of those things, man, where you know, not to get too emotional, but you know, someone's embarking on something. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like I kind of hope that they are having such a good time that I don't hear from them. Yeah, like I kind of hope that they get so yeah. that they that he gets so lost in the moment that he's like Lane Smiths, what? Yeah. I like, kind, you know what I mean? I like, kinda I kind of remember that. Yeah, life. I kind of. Yeah. 
from a, yeah, uh, uh, Gandalf the Grey. That's what they called me. Yeah, like that kind of a feeling yeah. of you're just going to be so present in the moment, and uh, I know you will be. So, um, yeah. But well, I, I anyway. let's, let me just say this. I, I hope yeah. that to get uh-huh. to that moment, and I appreciate yeah. you, and I love you. I hope yeah. that w- to get to that moment, I don't have to fall through fire and water. <laughs> okay, because like I could do. Without <laughs> <those>. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So next time, while we're getting into chapter 15, um, next time we record, I believe we're going to be recording that with Jake, our buddy Jake Hodgson, and his his friend, good friend Arthur, Yep, King Arthur himself. And then um, I think the episode after that, we're having Travis Sigler on. Yeah, and he's, yeah, guys. He's amped. This this man, you know him, he's, he's the weird leather and mead man. He he does it all. He's got the weird hall. They're they're in the Oregonian. Uh-huh. He is he's he's quitting one of his jobs to pursue his his love of making you know armaments and 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 weapon not weaponry but like you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I uh, like, don't even know. Uh, uh, really cool stuff. Yeah, he, really cool mean. stuff. I think <laughs> is, yeah, RCS. Hey, and, hey uh, I am though. I might actually, yeah. I might actually be able to to get us a little. Uh, I'll have to ask him some vlog action this fall. I might be going out Heck there to yes, see my good going buddy. Out there. Yeah, I might be going out to see Matt. I haven't been out to Portland in a long time, and yeah. uh, so I'll talk to Travis about that when we have him on at the end of August. But I'm looking forward in the to hall going out in there. the hall, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So yeah, uh, so we got some. So yeah. yeah, again, some great, and we're still going to make it out to paragraphs and hang out with Max, and then yeah. I believe Bill Joe is going to be coming on for our very last episode. Let's go. Which I love cool. that. I love that. And he'll have some cool. uh, some yeah. big announcements for us too, which is great. It's just <laughs> awesome. Man. It's good times. Yeah, so. good times. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again, friends. Uh, we'll be back, and uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful time. And uh, be, again, around the beginning of August there, we'll be back with uh, the next chapter. So if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in about a month. And remember... Bilbo knows. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.